Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Get it? The Bird Show. So you thought that uh, Airbnb was going to be real sexy or safe there, right? Make some memories. Well, just know this, that you better treat your Airbnb host really, really well. Because they could really mess with your life. So there's a guy named Sean Mackey out in Mississippi who uh, his story has now gone very viral because it's very interesting. And he rented an Airbnb for himself and a couple of his friends for a weekend uh, away. And I guess it's a really nice Airbnb, high-end Airbnb, and it's a popular one. And so when he asked the uh, host of the Airbnb if he could bring some additional guests on the few of the nights, he didn't realize that she was going to charge him an additional $960 in order to bring additional guests. I guess that's her rule of her Airbnb is you have to have a certain amount of guests. And if for whatever reason you go over that and have someone spend the night, then it's an additional $960 charge. I use Airbnb and VRBO quite a bit. I have never been charged for additional guests. Me neither. Like however many the house can hold is what you pay for. Like if you got one person, if it's a five bedroom, and you got one person staying there, it's one price. If you got a five bedroom and five people staying there, mm-hmm. it's the same damn price. So now we're already in shady ground. Exactly. So like you said, I've never heard of that myself either. And he was pissed about it. And so not only did he say he wasn't going to pay it, but he let a bad review on the Airbnb for her to even ask for this money. So what she did in turn was take some of the security footage from the Airbnb where I guess him and his guys were having some ladies come over and spend the weekend with them and sent it to his wife Uh in order to get back at him for leaving a bad review on the Airbnb. And now it's gone so far as to where they're actually having a legal battle and a lawsuit, which is in the Mississippi District Court, on whether or not she was violated his rights by sending the footage yeah. and for asking for the money of which he did not want to pay. Because, now, was he messing around with any of these women or was it just like a party with women that... Oh, no, nah, they was having some fun. Okay. Yeah, he was messing around with the women for sure. Because obviously your Airbnb, like... The, the Airbnb owner is allowed to protect their home and have, like, security cameras outside. Like, you can't have cameras filming somebody inside. Um, that would definitely be invasion of privacy. But even though you have security cameras outside your house, I'm wondering, like, if you take that footage and send it to somebody else, if that is a violation of privacy or if it's, like, when... Because, I mean, you know how when you sign up for stuff or if you... If, like, if you go through and you rent an Airbnb and you just click yes to the agreements or whatever, who knows what you're signing away as far as your rights go to, you know, stay at this property. So I'm wondering if there is a caveat where it's like, yeah, no, this is like, I, this is my house. I'm renting it to you and I can do whatever I want with that footage. At this point, the damage is done though. I mean, his wife knows. I mean, yeah, they're going to go to court and try to figure this all out, but damage is done in the relationship. So the, the, that's what she thought was going to be a loophole for her was the footage that she sent wasn't from inside the house. It was just of the women entering the property, but the lawyers uh, in the comment section are all saying that it is, even though it is security footage, it's still a privacy violation and Mm. she'll probably be removed from all hosting platforms for it. Okay. That'll hit her in her pocket. Yes, okay. it will. All right. Well, so, yep. Do we know how the couple is doing? Uh, no, there's no <laughs> update, but I would imagine that well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, none of this happens if dude keeps it in his pants anyway. I mean, you could say that, but still, yeah. That's true. Uh-huh. And I, I don't know if her revenge will be worth her being removed, but <laughs> yeah. it certainly was some revenge. There goes her livelihood, right? Yep. All right, Kristen has made it aware, me aware that the love that I think that I am looking for is exhausting and doesn't exist. 
Okay. The the love that I might be looking for is a love that the spark is alive all the time. You have said before that sounds exhausting to you. Well, it it's not that it sounds exhausting. I just don't know if that's feasible. I don't know either. Um, I'm looking for it though. And, and you've talked <laughs> about nice. the, you've talked about this several times on the show. And my husband and I have had this. You know, we had a conversation. And you know, my husband and I we've been together for seventeen years now, right? And the spark that was there when we first started dating, um, no, that 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 spark is not there. But I would trade it in a heartbeat for what we have right now, mm-hmm. which is something I think is deeper and more meaningful because of everything we've gone through together. Do we still find each other attractive? Absolutely. You sure? Yes, I, I, I promise. You talked to him about recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are still attracted to each other. We are still intimate. Um, we still enjoy that aspect whenever we are not too tired to do it. Um, so I I feel very fortunate that we we have a a, a loving relationship in sure. that manner. But as far as like that like that spark that you're talking about when you first start dating somebody. Yeah, nah, dog. We ain't got that. So you and I are going to be in very different parts of our life when it comes to relationships, right? You guys have a child together. I'm not having another child, Mm -hmm. right? So I understand the depth and the intimacy that you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want anything to do with that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, But what I'm looking for, I think, is like even in a year or in two years or in four years or in five years, when she walks in the door, I still get those flutters, you know, like I'm excited to see her all the time. Um, And how do you keep that? One thing I've been thinking about and I've told you guys about is if I really want that in a relationship, do I want to live with somebody ever again? Because there's that commonplace. I think Mo and I sort of share this fear. Also, there's that commonplace when you see them all the time, you start to take them for granted or you just know they're going to be there. Can you keep that spark by living in two different places? Is it wrong that I get the flutters when I come home and I see his car is gone? (laughs) (laughs) That is what I'm trying to avoid. And I get to walk into a quiet house with nobody there. I get it, man. I get it. We're just, we're, we're, we're we're at a different stage right now. And, you know, and I do, I, I say that like half jokingly, um, I, I love my husband. I know my husband loves me. And we are just, we're at a unique place when you have a toddler and you're just, you're, you're tired and you're kind of pushed to the limits. And like, that's, that maintaining that spark is not top priority, but we have really worked on making sure that we have date nights and we are more communicative than we have been in the past. So here is a dude online or a woman online, I should say, that this is what she does with her husband every day to try to keep that spark alive. Get ready with me while I talk about why my husband and I make out every single night. So here's how it usually goes in long-term relationships. When you first start dating each other, it's like you can't keep your hands off each other, right? You're always touching, always kissing. But the pattern for most people is that once they get into a long-term relationship, they really stop touching and kissing so much. And eventually, it gets to the point where the only time that you're, like, really kissing each other is when you're trying to initiate sex. But what happens for a lot of people, especially if you're the lower sex drive partner in the relationship, is that you start becoming avoidant of any sort of touch or kissing. Like if you're not wildly in the mood, you don't want your partner to kiss you and think that it's going to lead to more, right? But this only further intensifies that connection that kissing has to or is supposed to lead to sex. And this can even lead to what I call the bristle reaction, which is when you become so hypervigilant to your partner's touch or kisses that you actually can feel yourself bristle whenever your partner comes in to try to make contact with you. So the intent behind our nightly makeout sessions is to actually break the connection between making out and sex. This nightly routine has taken the pressure off of us to have to have sex if we start making out. And it's really allowed us to enjoy making out just for the sake of making out. 
Well, that's a pretty cool okay. idea. No. But it sounds exhausting to you? Well, here's you the thing. You also have a kid. I mean, you got yeah. a, what, so, three-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old? Uh, he's, he's, he'll be three next month. I am wallowed. Like, as soon as I walk home, Jimmy's in my lap. He's crawling all over top of me. He's like, and, 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 I, and I do. I love it because I know this time is fleeting with him. But I am touched out as a mom, right? And so you do need that, like, personal space so you can get some autonomy back. So at this stage right now, that 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 would not work for us. Um, I com- I commend her. I think I think it's a great idea, depending on where you are in your relationship. Now, something Bart and I have um, made sure to include in our relationship is uh, we kiss before I walk out the door, and we kiss every night before I go to bed. Like before we go to bed, mm-hmm. like that's and that's something we hadn't done before. And it, it's it seems small and it seems trivial, but it is a it's. It's been great as far as our connection goes and acknowledging each other because there for a while we weren't doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's like you could go days with, you know, without realizing. Sometimes we'll just do nice long hugs in the kitchen, which I think it's important for our son to see mom and for dad sure, yeah. be affectionate towards each other. Um, it's very sweet when we're putting Jimmy down for bed at night. I give Dada a kiss, and then Jimmy will he'll you know he wants his kiss. So I want him to see affection, and I think that's very important. But as far as making out every night, <laughs> that's not happening at this stage. Because <laughs> <laughs> that sounds glorious to me. And you're at a different yeah. stage. You're uh-huh. just at a different stage. I like you, Bert. Wondered like what does it take to keep that? Because I've never been in a super long relationship, but in the relationship I'm in now. We still feel that way. Like, mm-hmm. going on two years, it still feels like it, it did the first week. And sometimes I do wonder in the back of my mind, like, how much of that is the fact that we are long distance and mm-hmm. we do have so much space in between every time we see each other. So every time we see each other, there's like this I miss you feeling yes. that I wonder if it would go away if mm-hmm. we actually moved in together or lived together. That would be my fear also, right? Hey, Lily, good morning. You're on the Bird Show. Hi there. Um so my husband and I accidentally, or it wasn't intentional, we're living now in different states due to a job relocation, and he hasn't been able to, um, we, we're not in the same states anymore. Right. And I think that's kind of, we got our spark back. We miss each other more. We're not on our phones when we make time to see each other. We're just really all about our family and our kids, and it's just, it, it feels like that spark is back and it's better than ever and people think we're crazy and they think it's not real but well, I don't know when yeah. I hear you and Mo talk I think <laughs> first of all here's how I feel about relationships truly and living life uh, Lily, because I heard you say that people think we're crazy. Who cares what people think? I right. mean, let's look at the statistics right. on happy relationships. And everybody wants to fit into the same model in the same box. It clearly hasn't worked for generations now. <laughs> but we do the same things over and over and over again. And when someone like you says, you know what? We're living away from each other and it's helped our relationship. There are going to be some going, oh, my God, that's not even a real relationship. That's not even real intimacy. For you guys, it is. And it works. So who cares what anybody else Thanks. Oh, yeah. And we've been judged. And we had a friend that said, um, you know, if your wife's not sleeping in the same bed with you, you guys got problems. Oh, no. Well, come to find out, they're now divorced. Um, she was cheating on him with several men. Okay. And well, now we know like, And, <laughs> you know, so, you know, to, yeah, exactly. To each his own, but. But, yeah, now I kind of wonder what it's going to be like when we are in the same house again. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you got to be in the same house with each other. I mean, if you guys can afford it, if that's the agreement that you have, like this spacing is really working for us, maybe he lives down the street or whatever. But that, if it works for you, it's going to work for you. Nothing wrong with it. I like it. Lake House, here we come. (laughs) Get it. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Got a kid warning for you because we're talking about porn stars. That's not for ki- that's not for kids. That's not for kids. <laughs> it's not. Anyway, Hot Ones host Sean Evans is catching some heat for breaking up with his girlfriend over the phone on Valentine's Day, but there are some people that think he wasn't in the wrong. So he was dating a porn star, and they made. <laughs> Why <laughs> you gotta say it like right. that? I feel like you gotta say it with a little bit of like you gotta thrust a little bit when you say it. Oh, thrust, thrust away, you Abby. thrust with your with your voice. So they made an agreement not to keep their relationship a secret but just to keep things offline. This is what sources are saying. And so they go to the Super Bowl together. They go to a bunch of Las Vegas events together. And she ends up posting online and allegedly even spoke to the tabloids about him. 
Well, other sources are saying he was uncomfortable with all the media attention they were getting. So on Valentine's Day, he calls her up and says, listen, this goes against everything we agreed upon. Don't post online. This is over. And so then she posts on Twitter. She said, don't try to date a porn star. If you actually hate porn, I roll. Well, now she's deactivated her Instagram, but I will say she is winning big time because apparently she has seen a massive increase in her popularity on Pornhub. Oh, oh yeah. I, uh-huh. I mean, if that's what she does, she needs, sure. instead of deactivating stuff, she needs to like up the ante. Mo, would you ever entertain the thought of dating somebody in that industry? I couldn't do it. And I, and I, and I couldn't do it for exactly what happened to him because it seems like um, it wasn't a big deal to him. Until mm-hmm. there were male porn stars retweeting her tweet <laughs> saying, I understand why you married her, bro. I understand why you with her. Yeah. And it's one thing to know your girl has a past. It's another thing when the men are hitting you up, telling you about it. I wouldn't be able to deal with that. Me no way. Uh uh-uh. Yeah, I don't think I could do it either. But you know what? She's winning and um, a lot of people are really giving him a hard time about it. Because I think a lot of people are just reading the headlines. And a lot of people just thought, oh, I thought he was I thought he was actually married. Because he kind of has this very like wholesome demeanor to him. He, does. he doesn't mm-hmm. seem like the kind of guy who would date a porn star. But you know what? Good for him. Those are always the people you got to watch out for, man. It's always the ones that seem the most innocent. Better than Frankie. And I don't think he liked being in the spotlight. Because he's the one who does the interviewing. Mm-hmm. And so for him, the table to turn on him and for everybody because like if you only read the headlines it was like oh his girlfriend you know they got outed she's a porn star and as soon as it became public he dumped her but if they had an agreement that they weren't going to and she did well then even though still calling somebody on Valentine's Day and breaking up with them is kind of it's kind of a low move you can't not go public if you're going to the Super Bowl with somebody that's that's probably going to make some headlines and it's not like this is some random podcast or video I mean He's hugely popular, so it's people are going to notice exactly who you're out with. Would you even go on the first date if you knew that's what she did for a living? Nope. Me neither. Nope. Nope. Couldn't do it. Uh-uh. Wow, you guys are so judgmental. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I'm not judging. Do your thing. I'm, I just, I, I couldn't deal with it. It's yeah. your preference. Yeah. Yes. It's your yes. preference. All of our preferences, we, we wouldn't be able to handle dating a porn star. Is me thinking it's gross a preference? Or is that a judgment? That, that's just a judgment. That goes for guys, too. Yeah. If I was a woman, I wouldn't want that. that mm. But do you watch it? Because if you watch it and you wouldn't date somebody, I think then you're a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not a big porn guy. No. I'm, I don't like watching other people do the nasty. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah uh, I've dabbled in it for sure, but there's no D in it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I get yeah. what you're saying. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> There's something about A going into B that is way more digestible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dating-wise. Dating I'm so lost right. Well, I'm glad, I am we, glad, about that. I'm glad we gave the good warning. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Let's talk about love now. Okay. If you need a reason to believe in love, director Rob Reiner said he completely changed the ending to when Harry met Sally after he fell in love with his wife. They weren't supposed to end up together in the end. Harry Harry and and Sally, not the the director. But Harry and Sally weren't going to end up. They weren't going to end up together. But Rob Reiner says that his love with his wife changed his mind. I've been married for 10 years. I've been single for 10 years. And I couldn't figure out how I was ever going to be with anybody. And that gave birth to when Harry met Sally and I hadn't met anybody and so it was going to be the two of them seeing each other after years talking and then walking away from each other I met my wife Michelle who I've been married to now 35 years I met her while we were making the film and I changed the ending Hmm. Isn't that I'd beautiful? I'd have been so angry if they didn't get together. Like, what a waste of two hours of my life. <laughs> Seriously, that would have, like, I don't think the movie would have hit the way it did no. if they had changed the ending. For sure. Well, what's so interesting is I remember a couple of months ago, I covered a similar story where Tom Hanks, I think, was supposed to be in this movie, but he said that he didn't want to star in it because he was going through kind of what Rob Reiner was going through in the sense that he was, like, going mm. through a bad breakup and he didn't know how he could ex- express his love. So I almost wonder if, like, this ending completely changed who would have been cast uh, in general. Mm. So Very interesting. All right, they've been friends since middle school, and he missed her wedding for his vasectomy. I'll tell you which country music stars that followed on your next E-Buzz on The Burt Show. Get it. The Burt Show. This is such an amazing phenomenon to me that this can happen with women. I don't understand it. I know it's a reality, but just the... Body chemistry behind it fascinates me. All right. So during the commercial break, I told Bert 
<laughs> you were right. <laughs> I was wrong. You know me better than I know myself. Because on Monday, Monday was a rough day for me. I was on edge, to say the least. Some people might even call it being bitchy, but whatever. <laughs> and, or you go, okay, come in the hallway with me. You're like, everything okay? <laughs> He's like, you about to start your period? And I was offended. <laughs> That's what y'all were talking about? A little huh? bit, yeah. Uh-huh. And, I was, and I was like, no, I, no. I started my period yesterday. <laughs> we have worked with each other long enough to where I can tell where Kristen is irritable on the air that it only has to do with that. Me, I'm moody. So in my, I, some days I'm great. There are other days I'm not so great. Some I'm just a moody person, I think. Kristen is not that way. So no. when she's acting that way, then I know something's up. Oh, it, it just oh, it, it, it pisses me off because I that's it's one thing I do not like about myself because <laughs> it's not fair to my husband. It's not fair to others. Uh, you think I would recognize that? And there were like some hiccups and stuff like that. So I was just attributing it to that on Monday. But yeah, no, <laughs> yesterday, full on started my period, right? <laughs> and I mean, obviously it makes sense because I was watching Toy Story 3 with my son and I was crying when Andy was playing with the toys with Bonnie at the end and he was about to go to college. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm not about to start my period. <laughs> I will say this about Monday also, that when Kristen does come in and she's irritable like that, 99% of the time it's because she's about to start. In this particular case, there were circumstances that we don't normally do. We were doing a lot of different recording. Schedules were all messed up. And Kristen was at the heart of scheduling all this. So she had an extra stress going on. So when I pulled her in the hall, I pulled her in there just to go, I want to let you know that even though it feels chaotic in the studio, you've done a really great job. But are you also on your period? (laughs) (laughs) So I come home and there is a delivery of crumble cookies at the house (laughs) that Bert had sent. Trying to turn this salty bitch into something sweet. which was really, really sweet, right? And I mean... I house them cookies because when I'm PMSing, I need sugar like in my veins. And so sure enough, and and I was telling you, and I actually debated. I wasn't going to tell you I started my period because I didn't want you to be right. And I did not want you to have that satisfaction. But then I was like, nope, get over it. So I said that. And then Cassie goes, check your group text. And I'm not kidding you. Minutes before I even told you, hadn't checked my phone. One of the uh, volunteers that's going on Bert's Big Adventure with us, she started her period today, too. So both of us are going to be riding the Crimson Way <laughs> all the way to Orlando, baby. <laughs> Was it last year? Do I have, like, the numbers messed up that there were, like, four or five women on the trip last year that all synced up at the same time? We were wow. on our periods last year as well. It yeah. just it makes each other's come like that's how it works. Well, here's the thing: I haven't been hanging out with her. <laughs> yeah, all right, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Could have used any. Uh, could have phrased that any other. Way. I mean, all right, <laughs> all right. And, uh, it, they, so there have been studies, and Cassie, because you're the smart one, I, I don't know if there is scientific proof to this. But it is like an old wives' tale that if women hang out out together for long periods of time, they will sync up. I don't think it's a wives' tale, right? Yeah. Smarty Spice? Um, sorry about my voice, but yeah, so it's, I don't think it's been scientifically proven. Really? I don't, th- I don't think so either. The theory is that it's uh, the women's pheromones. If you hang out a lot, your pheromones might make it sync up, but I don't think there's di- definitive scientific evidence. Mm-hmm. But anecdotally, like. How is mean, possible? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it just means no, they haven't studied it. Like Because women don't get any studies right. at all. If this, yeah. was still using- dudes, <laughs> if this was happening to dudes, it would have been figured out 40 years ago. Yes. <laughs> when we get a pap smear, they're still using the same equipment that they used back in the 1920s. How many wow. times have I heard women say, though, like when they lived in a sorority house, that the yeah. entire house ended up sinking at the same time? How is that not scientifically proven or looked into? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, who's going to research? There's no reason to really research it, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, anecdotally, you'll know if you hang out with a group of your friends. <laughs> I mean, Kristen's pulled me before, mm-hmm. and I have PCOS, so I barely get it like three times a year. And she's like, I'm starting, and I'm like, damn it, this is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you call it? Pulled? Yeah. Pulled me? Yeah. You pulled me mm-hmm. yeah. Pulled. <laughs> It's like the moon with the tides. (laughs) Got it. And so right now we know that there are two women on the trip. Correct. Abby and I are sharing a room tonight, so. Dear God. Well, actually, that would be great for me because I'm supposed to be on it for my cousin's wedding, and I do not want that to happen, so pull me in, baby. All right, well, now I'll just rub up against you tonight. Oh, thank you. 
<laughs> Let's do not that. do that. <laughs> not, the time is not good for that. Um, how far in advance can, um, like, if Abby is three weeks away, can your pull be so extreme that she would start three weeks early? So here's the thing. I do think I have a heavy pull because I have such a heavy and intense flow. Oh, so it's like Bluetooth. The range matters. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I have a good signal. Fascinating. <laughs> Very wide <Yes>. signal. <laughs> um, so because I like I I go for a long time and it's it's very it is, it's a lot, um, and it's intense, so maybe. We'll see. Is, we will see. Is this something that we should tell the Burke's Big Adventure parents and no, kids? Well, absolutely <laughs> no, absolutely not. Just like, hey, you might not be getting the same experience that other families got three years Bert, ago. You should, you do, should do some fact-finding, though, Bert. You could just go around and ask all the women if they're riding Mickey's Red River Rapids. <laughs> all right. Take, so a, take a ball. Turn your mic on. <laughs> Get it. The Burt Show. All right, in the email, it turns out that Kristen was at the heart of exposing infidelity and had zero idea. I had absolutely no clue. So the email goes, hi, Bert Show. I met a man online last month and things were going well. But after being burned in my last relationship, I didn't want to take a chance. Here's the story. Johnny is divorced and his wife cheated on him and he left. He said lying and dishonesty were deal breakers. Great, we have that in common. He said he lost his job due to depression with the divorce and was job hunting. Also, he said he no longer had a cell phone because they had a shared account and she removed him. Honestly, that was a red flag as what person doesn't have a phone? We were only texting first thing in the morning and in the evening, another red flag. I decided last night to create a fake Facebook account with the prettiest person I know. Kristen. Aw, that's so nice. It's, it's sweet, but also I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I sent Johnny a message saying I found his profile. And if he was single, I wanted to get to know him. I, I really want to know which picture she used. I do, too. <laughs> was it the one from your former show when you were, like, uh, in your sexy picture? No. No. You from the calendar? Seen, yes. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen this picture? No. no. Oh, <laughs> I want to see it. Yeah, we need that. <laughs> you can Google him. In the meantime, <laughs> I, you think I won't. I, I lost a bet and had to do a sultry calendar. It was odd. Which we raised money good. for Bob's oh. buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You done good. So in the meantime, he texted me at lunch to see how... Stop, t- stop Googling Abby and focus on the Sorry. email. <laughs> I can hear what you're typing over there. I know what you're doing. Arguably, this is more important. Also, I didn't find well, the photo. I would like to pause and just... I would like you guys to look at it for the very first time on the show. Okay. Can you see it? Did you find no, it? No. Uh, it's a lot of unsultry photos. Actually, the first photo that popped up is the rainbow coming out of your butt on <laughs> Um, Google Kristen Klingshern slut. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little worried I'm going to get no. a virus. Google. Oh, wait. Is this you sitting? Nope, that's not you. Nope, nope. Kristen Klingshire and calendar showgram. <laughs> calendar <laughs> showgram. Um, Maybe they, they're they, gone. They took it off the internet. I wouldn't blame it, them. It fell off the internet. Wow. There's a photo of you giving yourself an IVF shot. Oh. Sexy. Yeah, very <laughs> I'll find him for you. I, sh- I will show you at another okay. time. Okay. Let's get back to this. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Focus. All right. Um, I decided last night to create a fake Facebook account with the prettiest person I know, Kristen. Thank you. I sent Johnny a message saying I found his profile. He was single. I wanted to get to know him. In the meantime, he texted me at lunch to see how I was. He then messaged Kristen. I called her Danielle. And here is the last snippet. I tried to give him every chance to back out. But Kristen slash Danielle is gorgeous. <laughs> So thank you for causing me to only waste 30 days. Here is the I am with Kristen slash Danielle and my text to him. I have since deleted everything. So this is Johnny and Kristen, I do believe. Um, Have you dated anyone since your divorce? Do you want kids? No one special in your life? Johnny said, I've been single for two and a half years uh, I've been I have been single for two and a half years ago and have not been in any relationship. I've been focused on healing. I can't say kids. That will always be a mutual agreement between couples. Then I slash Danielle said, I like to be up front. I don't talk to a ton of men. I like to get to know one at a time. Are you talking with other women? I don't want to interfere. To which he responded, 
I wouldn't have talked to you if I'm talking to other women I'm interested in. I believe you must have seen some ladies flirting on my post, but that's for the public, not my personal life. I'm not a man of many women. I always, I'm always a one-woman man, so we can proceed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then she texted Johnny, and she goes, so, dot, 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 my friend was looking out for me. Glad I only wasted 30 days. I'm not happy with her, but glad the truth is out. Ooh, and then oh, oh. she sent him screenshots of his conversation with me slash Danielle. Daddy. And she goes, and when I was talking to another man before you, I had the common decency to, te- to tell me that a woman from his past came and he wanted to see where things went with her before moving. <sighs> but so, yeah, she used my picture and she, she catfished her dude and, uh, and trapped him. And sure enough, he... He was willing to step out on her, so it, it's still very flattering. Uh, yeah, right. she used doing your God's picture, work. right? So you know what? Just over here doing the Lord's work, and I didn't even know it. <laughs> by accident. That's how big you are. I'm very flattered that you think my uh, my pictures are worthy of catfishing a man. So anybody else out there, feel free. <laughs> Have you found the pictures yet? No, I've Googled everything: Kristen Klingshirt and slut, Kristen Klingshirt and Slooty, <laughs> Kristen Klingshirt and Slooty calendar, and it's just you and your beautiful family and your rainbow butt. Oh, yeah. It used to be really easy to find. I think it's just been, it's been pushed off the internet. <laughs> the internet got rid of it. <laughs> got a breastfeeding photo of you and Jimmy. Uh, your boobs are very veiny. Yeah, yes, they are. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> they are. So it's like spider boobs. I do. When I was breastfeeding, they were so veiny. Okay. She webs out of them. <laughs> All right. This- <laughs> <laughs> the bird show. <laughs> if you're looking for somewhere to celebrate, whether it be a birthday or a graduation or an anniversary, may I recommend an Atlanta United match? So my husband and I just celebrated our seventh wedding anniversary. He is a massive Atlanta United fan. So, of course, we decided to go to a match at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and had the best time. I'm telling you, if you're a super fan, if you're a casual fan, going to an Atlanta United match is a great way to celebrate. My husband got to watch a great match and I got to enjoy delicious wine and I also may have gone to the team shop and got myself a new sweatshirt. I'm very excited about my new Atlanta United sweatshirt. (laughs) And kudos to Atlanta's fan base because every time we ride Marta to go down to a match, it is packed full of people wearing their Atlanta United gear. Visit atlutd.com for tickets and also for the match schedule. That's atlutd.com. Hey y'all, it's Katie here from The Bird Show. Pride unites us all and so does Atlanta United. That's why I'm giving you the chance to win a spot in The Bird Show's Pride Night Suite in celebration of Pride Month. That's right. Join me and The Bird Show crew on Sunday, June 2nd, as Atlanta United takes on the fierce rival Charlotte FC with kickoff at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We need to beat Charlotte, so we will be loud and proud. Believe that. Oh, and by the way, did I mention Atlanta United is giving away a -a one-of-a-kind Pride-inspired towel, plus a $5 donation to Lost and Found Youth, an Atlanta-based nonprofit that provides services to the LGBTQ plus youth, which is included with your Pride Night ticket pack. Remember, to enter for your chance to win a spot in the Bird Show's Pride Night Suite, head over to thebirdshow.com. To guarantee your tickets and Pride towel, go to atlutd.com and click the promotional packs tab for more details. Can't wait to see you all there June 2nd at 4.30 p.m. Together, we are Atlanta. Atlanta United. See you there. Get it. The Bird Show. It was lost, but now it's found. We were Googling the wrong thing, man. <laughs> we were Googling the wrong thing. So... The, the the sensual calendar that Bert is referring to that I did at my previous morning show, I did not go by Kristen Klingshern. I went by Kentucky Kristen. So you have to Google Kentucky Kristen calendar. And if you do, the cover will pop up. Well, here we go. Uh, I have the YouTube clip right here. Well, don't, don't, oh, don't, oh, oh, yeah, don't do oh, the oh, YouTube. God. Oh, God. <laughs> go ahead and just Google Damn, Kentucky Kristen Calendar. I'm a little worried. And you'll see the up. one with the me holding the pie, <laughs> and then the the cover. Did you hear Bert? He goes, "Damn, bro." 
Christ. Yeah, I mean, just the, like you the said tra- that out loud. Yeah, the transition has been is really alarming. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is way better than your breastfeeding okay. photos, right? Okay. Now, if you want, it, there was some somebody on the internet who kindly took multiple photos and put it into a YouTube <laughs> video with some really raunchy saxophone music. So, if you would like to watch that, God. you can. So, there was a different theme for every month. Um, there's me crawling on the ground like I'm a tigress. <laughs> <laughs> there's me in a, just, just a sweater. Oh, I like this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's the, the, uh, the other one of me on the bearskin rug. Then there's one of me eating an ice cream cone. I feel uncomfortable looking at this one. The ice cream cone? The ice cream there's cone. the pie, me holding a pie. <laughs> I think our next bet payoff, if you lose, is you have to recreate all these now. Oh, that, that's me acting like a little... That was for the 4th of July, the uh, the red bra oh. and the camo pants. Very patriotic. Yes. Your brother would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one was for Christmas. <laughs> oh, that was actually the white jacket that you borrowed for the Pride Parade. I wore that. You did. <laughs> I forgot I got it for that photo shoot. Yeah, me and just a Carolina Hurricanes jersey. Oh. Uh-huh. And another picture of me with the pie. So there you go. Things we can never do in radio now, man. Those Spicy. days are long ago. What year was that? Uh, that was in 2010. Yeah. So that wild. was a whopping 14 years ago. <laughs> Those days are over. <laughs> over. Never say never. Okay. <laughs> You're keeping the door open. All right, Abby, let's talk about your podcast breakup breakdown because cruel breakups are happening right Ooh, now. Yeah, I want to know what the cruelest thing an ex did to you after the breakup was actually over because I honestly didn't think it could get worse when this woman had her fiance break up with her on her wedding day. So this is from the latest episode of my podcast, The Breakup Breakdown. Legally, I have to tell you it's on the Pioneer Network, which Bert owns. Hi. And this woman was was with, was with was with this guy for ten years. They got together in college, wow. started out kind of casual, you know, started to get a little bit more serious, and then she ends up moving her life to be with him in another city. And they do the whole white picket fence thing. They get a house and a dog together, and he pops the question, and he gets this beautiful vintage engagement ring, which is exactly what she wanted. He went to her Pinterest, and he found the exact design, and everything's looking like it's gonna be great. So throughout the relationship, she kind of noticed a couple red flags, like he was talking to some girls and they had a conversation about it and then they moved on past it. Well, then they, the day of the wedding finally comes. It's actually the week of the wedding. They were going to do a courthouse wedding because she said he's a little bit nervous about doing the big wedding. This will take some of the pressure off. And then later in the week, they're going to go up to Manhattan and have like a big wedding with everybody in their family. So the day of their courthouse wedding comes and she's in the bathroom. Her hair is done. Her makeup is done. Her nails are done. Her outfit is on. And he walks into the bathroom. He's like, yeah, I can't do this. Like, we're, we're not getting married. Wow. So she has to call her entire family that's flown up to Manhattan to be like, hey, by the way, this wedding isn't happening. And so if that's not bad enough, she has to go to the wedding by herself with just her side of the family. And then a couple months pass and she starts getting calls from her ex. So, of course, she misses him. She spent 10 years of her life with him. Of course, she's going to answer. So she answers the first call. It's like in the fall. So it's football season. And all she hears is like women on the other side of the line. And it sounds like they're at like a football game or something because it was Saturday, SEC football, all that. So she hangs up. She's like, I'm sure it was a butt dial or whatever. A couple minutes later, gets another call from him. Same thing. Women on the other line, football game. And so she hangs up. And that happens three more times. So he, quote unquote, butt dials her. Okay. Uh, to make sure he she knows that he's with other women. And then the final straw for her was a couple of months later, on the week of her birthday, she gets another call from him. She's like, what is this? What is this B1 again? And he calls her and puts her on speakerphone while he's ending a first date. And it's so obviously canned. Oh, damn. Like, oh, damn. of course, I'm so happy we finally got to to hang out. I'm so, of course I would pay for the first date. And all of What's this. What's wrong with this dude? Right? I'm like, you broke up with her. Mm-hmm. Why continue to punish her after you've already made her attend her wedding mm-hmm. by herself and pretty much throw away like all of her 20s? Like T- Total narcissist. Total narcissist. Uh-huh. Why she, uh, I mean, please tell me after that she blocked him. I don't know if she did. Because this wasn't that long ago. Like this happened like a, a month or two ago. So she's now restarting her life up in a new city. Mm-hmm. But it, to me, I was just sitting there. I'm like, what did I miss throughout this entire story that made this guy want to punish you after he had already done the worst thing you could do to a person right. and cancel mm-hmm. on your wedding day? Right. So there's some people that are just, they have no sense of decency. And so... I mean, it's hard for us 
we have empathy and compassion, so it's hard for us to wrap our minds around it. But some people are just that mean and that diabolical, and you never had to have done. It's like the people who bullied you in high school. There was no rhyme or reason. You mm. didn't do anything. There's just there's just mean people out there that exist, and that sucks. They're just messed up. And that then you need to go evil. to therapy. <laughs> You're on The Burt Show. I'm <laughs> buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. They've been friends since middle school, but he decided to miss her wedding because of his vasectomy. But before we get into that, in honor of Black History Month, this is your Black History Entertainment Fact of the Day. So obviously we all know Nat King Cole from his iconic hits like L-O-V-E. L is for the way you look at me. Pretty well known that he had a show called the Nat King Cole Show, but he was the first black person to host a nationwide show in the country. Ethel Waters was the first black person to star in her own television show, but he was the first to have his own. So snaps for Nat King Cole. Shout out to the king. All right, Kane Brown missed Lauren Elena's wedding because he said he was getting a vasectomy. I feel like this is something that you could have scheduled around. So they've apparently been friends since middle school. These are two big country stars that happen to grow up in the same small town of Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia. And he says he feels like a really crappy friend because he missed her wedding earlier this month because he was getting a vasectomy. He said, I was laying on my back. I was high as a kite. The nurse and the doctor, they're just standing over me while I'm spreading eagle, just talking about their day. And he said that he wasn't recovered in time to be able to go and spend time at her wedding, which I don't know. I've heard that the downtime is not um, super aggressive. Yeah, I've had one of those. He didn't want to go to that wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it wasn't very, it wasn't a long time. The worst part of the whole process is the needle that they put in initially to yeah. numb everything. Uh. That's some of the worst pain I've ever had in my life. Yeah, It's so messed up because there's so many procedures for women like getting IUDs where you get none of that pain meds and women are just expected to go about their day and just live their life. But here he is tapping out of a wedding because of a vasectomy. And those I don't feel like have like, like you that should be easily reschedulable, right? Like if you wanted to push that to after the wedding. I don't know now if it's tough to get an appointment. Or whatever. I wouldn't I think know. it would be. Maybe he just really didn't want to have a kid. I guess. This I guess has so. to happen now. All right. All right. Machine Gun Kelly's tattoo artist said he's never met a tougher one after Machine Gun Kelly got his most recent tattoo. So I think we've all seen this photo at this point, but Machine Gun Kelly now has ink all over the top half of his body. It's like from the pecs up and then from the shoulders down onto his hands. It's like solid. A, it's solid it's black. black. Yeah. So it's not like a series of tattoos that you see on most people. It literally looks like he has a wetsuit on. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a filter when I saw the picture. I didn't even realize it was a tattoo. It looks like somebody edited something onto his skin. And so he posted this on Instagram and just captioned it for spiritual purposes only, yeah. which I'm still trying to decipher what that means. But I cannot even fathom the pain he must have felt getting his entire body inked because I don't think I could, I don't think I could do an entire small tattoo, let alone my entire body. Yeah, because the shading for me was like always the most painful part. And that's all that tattoo is, is a bunch of shading yeah. everywhere. And they go over it and over it mm -hmm. and over it. And it can get really annoying after a couple of hours. I can't imagine the entire body like that and the pain that he must must have endured. He strikes me as the type of person who gets off on pain. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Maybe so. What is that? A sadist? A masochist? Something. One, One of the two. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Beyonce is out here making history, becoming the first black woman with her country number one single. Her sister Solange thinks she's going to make some history, too, by writing music for the tuba. She says that uh, she's starting to dabble in writing music for the tuba. She says there's a way that it takes up space that you can't deny, and it also just feels very black to me. I'm trying to talk myself into releasing it, but I can only imagine the eye rolls from people being like, this B hasn't made an album. Here she's out here trying to compete with Beyonce. No, this is a good lane for her right here because she can't compete with her sister, Beyonce, in any other way music. But she knows if she starts writing for the tuba, Beyonce's not going to pick that up. <laughs> That's a fact. Right? And that's how she wins. Unless Beyonce is really spiteful and comes out. <laughs> After Solange comes out with her, she's like, you know what? Sounded like a good idea. I'm going to pick up the tuba. I won't even also. let you have that. <laughs> for more stories, head to the Burt Show podcast on your favorite listening platform. You're on the Burt Show. Time for the rest of the story. So dysfunctional yet so romantic. 
that there had to be some pieces that were put together over the last 24 hours. We needed more info. Yeah, this proposal went so viral. It ended up on the shade room. And there is a woman who it looks like it's in a grassy park area with some water behind her. And the sun is starting to set. There's an aisle of white roses leading down to a huge heart of roses that's like over six feet tall. There's these huge giant letters that light up. They say, marry me. Um, There's a violinist playing. There's fireworks shooting from the ground, and she walks up to her soon-to-be fiancé down at the aisle, except he is not there in person. Instead, it's a tripod with a tablet on it because he's proposing to her from prison. Prison. Mm-hmm. I have confirmed Okay, he is proposing not from jail, not from jail. but from prison. So... This is going viral, and <laughs> you all had all these questions like, what is he in for? I don't know. How long have they known each other? I don't know. Did they meet before he went to, like, before he was incarcerated or, you know, after? Because prison is an entirely different thing than jails. That's like the, it's like the major leagues for felons. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, here's what happened to me yesterday after the show. As I'm sitting here, this is what I was doing before picking my son up at preschool, okay? <laughs> so, I'm doing some digging, and it turns out the man who proposed is is it Yada or Yada Don Dada? He is a Bay Area rapper. Yada's continued making music despite having been sidelined by a 12-year prison sentence. Ooh. Okay? So I wasn't finding, I, I was trying to find different things. I fell down a Reddit rabbit hole. Some people were saying something happened outside a club. Other people were saying something. I, I was getting mixed stories. So he's still doing music from prison? Yes. Wow. I guess the acoustics in there are pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be pretty talented. So I'm doing digging. I'm not finding anything. Like, it's slim pickings. But then there was an article that had his real name. So I started Googling his real name. Oh, that wasn't is, his real name? Yada Don Dada? No. Okay. Kenyana Jones, right? So now I'm doing deep dive into Kiana Jones, but I'm still not finding like any news. And there was one news article um, and a news uh, a newscast, and I'm like, but they didn't have his name. They were searching for the perpetrator in this video. But then I found the court documents, and so I have exactly what happened in the court case and how he pled. So I found People versus Jones from March 22nd of 2018. All right, and that's when he was sentenced. So. Kenyana Jones entered a plea of guilty to attempted murder <gasps> and attempted uh, admitted the allegation of firearm use during commission of this crime. He was therefore sentenced to a total prison term of 12 years. Why are you stunned? He's in prison. Well, but I mean like attempted, attempted murder. murder. Yeah. I don't know. He could have been like the <laughs> drug cartel. And that to me is less scary than trying to kill someone. So I'm doing all the math. So ordering the murder and doing the murder are two different things for you. Well, I mean, both end in death possibly. So they're kind of the same. <laughs> so I'm doing more reading. And it goes, defendant was awarded a total of 270 days of custody credit. So because this court date was 322-18, when you backtrack 270 days, he was arrested on August 27th of 2017. Okay. Which means he won't be released until 2029. All right, that's how long okay. his sentence is supposed to be. Okay, his wow. charges, full charges, attempted murder of an unknown victim. They never found the guy he was shooting at. Um, and the video I did find in the newscast actually was him. The surveillance videos from the street, I'll explain in a second. I'm but, just curious, in comparison to how much time you researched uh, what preschool your kid should go to, um, which, one, which one did you spend more time on? This. <laughs> <laughs> My friend recommended where she her kid went, and that was the done deal. They had an opening, that's where we went. <laughs> So attempted murder of an unknown victim. The victim has never been found, by the way. Okay. Um, assault with a semi-automatic firearm, being an ex-felon in possession of a firearm, um, discharging a firearm at an unknown victim in a black car, and shooting at an unoccupied car. Okay. So what had happened was police were dispatched to the intersection of Lane Street and Palau Avenue following reports of gunshots. Once there, officers found 19 spent shell casings. Oof. Damage to a stairwall, blah, blah, blah. So when you watch the video that they showed, the surveillance video, there he is, yada don dada, um, <laughs> wearing a red hoodie and a skull mask, and he's creeping, and he goes around a corner, and he looks, and this black Acura drives up, and he jumps out in front of it and just starts shooting at it. It's like right out of the movies. Yeah, man. and the wow. car goes or whatever. But they never found that car, never found the victim. They just have him on camera shooting up this car and then like so he didn't kill the dude he just like no. put a bunch of uh, shots in the windshield Remember, never killed the guy it's attempted attempted, attempted okay. murder mm-hmm. all right so now i started now we know what happened to 
if I'm saying his name correctly, yada da da da. And I needed to do some digging on Isabel, who is the woman he proposed to, right? right. Now, I'm just trying to think of, in Isabel's mind here how she justified, like, ah, oh, you know what? Um, he's still a good guy. I mean, <laughs> if he really wanted to kill the guy, he would have shot more on the driver's side. I mean, how's she justifying, like, it's I, 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 only attempted. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I, my digging with Isabel, right? And I haven't even, like, you know, I, I did searching on Facebook, couldn't find anything. So, I stuck with Instagram because that's where she was tagged and the proposal and whatnot. I actually went to her Instagram page, went through all of her highlights and looked at her profile. She joined Instagram in 2013. However, when you look at her page, Age, the like the latest post is from November of 2023. So it makes it seem like she scrubbed her Insta of stuff because as you can only go back as far as November of 2023. And there are no photos of Yada Dondada in her like in her her static feed, right? Except for the one about the proposal. So then I start looking at her highlights and she visited him. She visited him in prison at Christmas. Okay, and then they had a New York New Year's Eve FaceTime, right? And he was in prison. Um, he sent her a blinked out necklace. Like she's showing all this stuff in her stories that what? she has saved to her highlights. Right? How do you do that? I have no idea. Okay. All right, but as the only thing I can get is as far back as Christmas of this past year. So from what I can gather, she met him while he was in prison. Like, I have no, like, I haven't been able to find anything establishing that they knew each other prior to him being arrested August 27th of 2017. Now, you can be on any dating app while you're in prison, too, right? Yeah, because they have that prison dating app. Well, if you sneak in a phone, yeah, Yeah. you have access to the internet. They have good reception there. Now, I happen to know a couple of people that have been in prison, and it's really, they, the guards don't even check for phones anymore. They're like, we don't care. So you can date. Yeah. You always ask, like, when do you tell certain things when you're dating somebody? So, like, when do you mention that you're in prison? Like, which day? <laughs> like, if you FaceTime, can't you be like, there's nothing on the walls. <laughs> the acoustics are echoing. You want to let me know? Where are you? Where's your house? What's going on here? <laughs> but I still want to know how they, like, met. Me too. Yeah. Like, I, but I haven't. There's, like, I, I finally was like... <laughs> Go live a life. (laughs) But hopefully that was worth it. All right. It is Black History Month. We are trying to do our part a little bit by helping out black-owned businesses. Black-owned business. Put you in the spotlight. Birth show. Gonna have you shining bright. With your name off on the marquee. In the month where we celebrate your history. So yesterday we helped out Sharon Lennon Fordham, and she just wanted to thank you before we moved on. Hey, Bird Show fam. This is Sharon Lennon Fordham. I just wanted to say thank you so much for your love, for your support. I am so excited right now. You know, um, I don't know what to say. Thank you guys for showing up for me and not just for me. You guys really showed up for kids all over the world. So I really, really do appreciate it. Thank you so much again. Love you guys. You have a wonderful day. All right, that was yesterday. Today, we're going to try to help out Michael Reed. Good morning, Bird Show listeners. My name is Michael Reed, and I am the founder of Shea Butter Shoddy Soul Care Brand. My company is more than just Shea Butter. We are all about teaching the power of self-care as a bridge to healing. My entire life has been about healing and learning to make the best of whatever hand I've been dealt. From being a teen mom to a young wife, then a divorced single mom, and also learning to just navigate my life as a teacher and entrepreneur, it's been difficult to make time to care for myself. So I have been very intentional about pouring this idea and this concept into my brand, Shea Butter Shoddy. I started this brand during the pandemic after I experienced a second trimester miscarriage. My sister actually shipped me a box that completely transformed my idea of self-care. In that package, it was everything that I needed to start my journey to healing. And so my brand is all about recreating those types of moments for my shoddies or my customers. I am all about encouraging Encouraging people to heal, to grow, and to glow, and to make the best of whatever situation they've been given. So I want to wish you all a happy Black History Month, and thank you for listening 
to this information about my brand. Again, my name is Michael Reed, owner of Shea Butter Shoddy, LLC. You can learn more about our brand by visiting us at SheaButterShoddy.com or SheaButterShoddy on Facebook and Instagram. Butter is spelled B-U-T-T-A and Shoddy is <laughs> S-H-A-W-T-Y. We would love to help you kick off your journey to healing, growing, and glowing. The spelling of shoddy was for the white people. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> you did say shoddy. 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 Yes. All right, if you can help out all the info linked up to you from theburtshow.com. Thanks for listening. Get more Burt Show Fix at theburtshow.com or follow us on social media at The Burt Show.